1: Okay, here we are with another Imagine If, uh, you know, quickly becoming one of my favorite uh, little subjects that we do on Imagine If. Um, oh, did I say Imagine If? Another Imagine yeah. If? I meant Character 101. Character 101. Yeah, Character 101, one of my favorite, uh, you know, little subjects that we do with uh, Imagine If. And We're a,
0: a off of a spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, if, you, uh, if you want to consider it all uh, part of uh, Geek Elite, but... Uh, Today we're going to be talking about Electra. And if you'd watched uh, season 2 of Daredevil on Netflix, you know that uh, Electra plays quite the big part in the show. Now, um, I know you've only gotten through half the season so far, Chris.
0: No, no, we're 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 all more than about 75%. <laughs> oh, okay, you're at 75. 75%? 75%. That works. <laughs> Got to uh, represent correctly. That's <laughs> good. You know, uh,
1: it it it, it um, I think I think you'll be happily Or just happy with the ending for season two.
0: I'm excited. I mean, I I, I don't want to spoil it for those of you that are still like me, trapped behind, but the last two episodes I watched, um, the character that was in there, wow, I was not seeing that. I wasn't expecting it. Um, And then what they do for Frank Castle was even more so like it was just like wow like i felt like we we do get his origin you know like the whole classic you know my family was gunned down in a park no i felt like that was the real origin of the punisher right there i was like (laughs) holy crap so i mean it's it's great I, i i enjoy the character drama that goes in the courtroom and outside the courtroom so it's it's they're doing a great job looking at all aspects of matt's life well that's what i want to say right now uh
1: we will talk heavily about the uh, Daredevil season two. So if you haven't finished Daredevil season two, you uh, well, you really should get on it. Pause and <laughs> then <laughs> just make sure you go and watch it. Come back and listen to our podcast about Elektra. Uh, but is this this podcast will also help you? Uh, you know, if you're not too familiar with Electra and uh, the other uh, sordid parts of her history, uh, you'll get to know. You'll get to know now. Uh, her history. So before we get to that, you know, we usually talk a little news, and I thought it'd be interesting to talk about the third trailer, third official trailer for Suicide Squad. Yes, that just got dropped. Um, well, it just got dropped for us, but by the time they, they hear this and we put it out, it's going to be oh, yeah. it's going to be a couple weeks old. But we'll not, be watching still trailer think, four. <laughs> well, I don't think I hope we won't be seeing trailer four. But uh, yes, this this is a trailer that they dropped during uh, the MTV Movie Awards. Yes, and uh, I have to say I'm. I'm very uh, foot flop on this movie, just from the trailers. <laughs> like, the first trailer that they showed, I was, I was all in. I thought this movie looked great. Uh, I can't wait to see it in the theaters. And, you know, these characters are all really cool. And anybody who knows me personally and, and my comic book habits, I really like team books. And I especially like when they take criminals and try and get them to... Uh, be rehabilitated, or you know, you know, fight for the right, or whatever you want to, however you want to put it. You're,
0: you're, you're, it's funny. You, you definitely you root for the underdogs, and in the world of comics, who's the most under of dogs? The villains. The villains. Yeah. I mean, you. I'm surprised your favorite character isn't Rick Flagg, You know, because <laughs> you would totally be here, like, hey, I know he's the Joker, but I'm gonna give him a chance here. I'm gonna, I'll sponsor him. You know.
1: You know what's so funny is that when I first started reading Suicide Squad, it was in uh, the late '90s, early 2000s and that team of suicide squad was not run by rick flag. He, I had no idea who rick Flagg junior was when uh, when they redid the the comic again. So cuz my team consisted of sergeant rock being the the the, the leader, the handler, yeah, <coughs> of the group. and you know it, it it very much so had a a uh, the idea of any one of these villains could die cuz i think that's where uh,
0: i saw clue master die. Yeah, for a while they were doing that. They were like, I mean, they'd put these people in these books, these characters, and it was like, yeah, these are the cannon fodder. Yeah. Something could no, happen. You could read an issue and like, oh, my God, they seriously killed that character, and there's no coming back from it. No, like, literally, it was a, it was a revolving door. Like, I think pretty much every
1: issue, if not every other issue, uh, a different criminal died, a different villain died. So that's that was my – so, I mean, I guess I like seeing villains die, too. <laughs> but, but, no, I mean, that was also one of the things I liked about um, – like X Men books, like any 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 moment in an X Men book, a villain could join the X Men because they you know they need to be redeemed or whatever. Yeah. So I remember when uh, Juggernaut joined the team. That was a uh, cool thing. the X Men, yeah. You know, it was Juggernaut
0: and and uh, what was uh I I think uh Black Tom Black Tom Cassidy. I know they ran around together. I don't know if he got Black Tom to convert. Oh, okay. But I think he may have because they, then that's when he also befriended the little kid Fishboy. Yeah, Boy. exactly. You know, and they were, you know, running around, and here's Fishboy, like, <laughs> yeah, Juggernaut's <laughs> my favorite, you know. Uh,
1: and that was just off the heels of MC2, where, oh, you know, right. you have Juggernaut's
0: son, who was a, a hero in Anex. So, yeah. that know. was. By the way, if you haven't, do yourself a favor go track down MC2 comics. Um,. It all started from a spinoff of a "What If" issue, where what if the uh, Peter Parker, and Mary Jane's baby had survived, and she grew up to become Spider Girl? And Spider Girl was the launching book. It was um, for the
1: longest time; it was the only one, and then you yeah. kept hearing hints of different characters that kept, uh, you, you know, know the sh- X then,
0: people, the the Fantastic Five, right? J Two, and, J2, and, and then eventually
1: they, they all ended up getting, or they didn't all get books, but you well, they did four got, books. I remember got they did Anex,
0: four: j J Two, Spider Girl, and Fantastic Five. I don't think Fantastic. Yeah, but, they did because I remember because I think they, they like it was Herbie or something. But I remember like Thing had like the cybernetic arm, mm-hmm. so they did a book there. I remember they did a Wild Thing book where this was the Wild Thing, yeah, of There's Psylocke and Wolverine. And Wolverine, who, who would have like, known those two what? would get together? Oh, yeah, um, and I know they've had other ones because the like Dark Devil was a big one. Dark like, Devil? People liked him, so I had, like, like Mainframe. Sure. That's right, Mainframe. He was a cool concept. Yeah, the idea that Tony
1: Stark basically created this android. I mean it's kind of what what well, Jarvis like Vision in, yeah, android in the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but every time his body would you know he he was an android that got destroyed I mean he kind of had the same personalities Tony Stark so every time he got destroyed a, a new
0: one from a satellite in outer space yeah, you know the body would, would just right drop a little egg would go inside and, <laughs> like its cpu mainframe is safe yeah no he was such a cool one well even then like you had Thunderstrike which was the the son of Eric Masterson so it was Kevin Masterson Kevin Masterson uh, Cassie Lang was Stinger
1: and you had uh, I forget what her name was, but American Dream, who American be-
0: Dream becoming basically Captain America. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah they had some awesome characters on there plus it was just neat because you're like well what happened to the characters that I like you know what's gonna happen to what's gonna be their fate you know it was like it was almost like kingdom come in that aspect because we had the second very much I guess the the next generation next generation and it was so cool because you're like well what's gonna happen to you know like where does this character come from (laughs) and then what happened to the character I like you know so yeah that was such a so go check them out MC2 comic books they're great stuff and you know what I I find uh, just from
1: what I'm reading now it seems like a lot of the stuff that that was happening in M C two is kinda showing up a little bit now, at least in the the six one six universe. So I know we're up. not supposed to
0: say six one six anymore, but Well actually it's funny they just said so if you're reading uh, Web Warriors, which is the the, the the it's a book from the fall to the Spider Verse. So there's a there's a group of Spider-Man guardians protecting the multiverse of Marvel, and they every time that comic refers to a character from the main universe, Marvel Prime or whatever you want to call it, they still call it Marvel Six One Six. So I'm like Tom Brevoort is probably just going to be like, I'm firing the shit out of these people. I'm done. We just did a big ass crossover, so you don't say Six One Six and you printed it in my damn books. Fired. <laughs>
1: But uh, like 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 we have Hope Van Dyme about to show up in the Six One Six, right? So yeah,
0: well, I think she got the shot in the arm because of the movie from Ant Man. Well, yeah, but, but it's what a crazy concept. It's like she only has like, I mean, before she shows up in the Marvel proper, she only has like maybe two or three appearances. You know, I have those comics, so I'm going to now go buy a Ferrari. <laughs> but uh, she only has like two or three appearances before that. and Now she's in a Marvel movie yep. and then bada bing, here you go. And it's like, what the? That's crazy. So <laughs> Yeah, so she's going to be making her Marvel proper premiere. Um, I think she already has, but the, the big one that they're toting, it's going to be all new, all different Avengers. Uh, number eight, if I remember correctly, you'll see the Vision kind of holding his hand out and she's going to be flying out. Um, and even then, what her bad guy name, I think she was Red Queen, if I remember correctly. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so she was a total
1: bitch. <laughs> so, yeah, we have uh, plenty of characters that uh, come from that. But what we were originally talking about was Suicide Squad. So, in this trailer, um, they're fighting whatever it is that evacuates this city. Uh, either the government evacuates the city because they're, they're going to send in, send in these, the Suicide Squad to deal with whatever the, what's going on in there. Or uh, it, whatever is going on has made everybody run. We saw kind of spore people, like basically yeah. things that that we're not going to. They don't have to get a uh, you know uh, too bad rating for killing using a sword. Like Katana can use her sword to stab
0: these things because they're yeah. not going to be human. Yeah, no, they'll they'll find a way to override that. Um. But, yeah, it was weird because it's, like, these weird spore-looking people. One got chopped up. It looked like a pile of Legos falling. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, well, what the, what is this? What is, and then
1: we see, you see some gray vine, or not gray, green, like, either vines or lashes or some type of green rope that's tangling up a uh, katana, katana yeah. at one point. And then her. there's a giant hole in a pillar that's got, uh, looks like, creepy vines and, and green
0: very bright and, green. And we saw it on the side of the building right. when it was the, the, when they were at the entranceway, so it's so, yeah, th- so it's there. I
1: think there's a I think there's a couple theories. I think I think Enchantress being the the villain in this movie could be one. That could be something. You don't really see her with the rest of the team
0: in any of the previews. No, and she's I mean, like it's it's funny because it's like okay, somebody who has magic-based powers. Why do they care about jail? Yeah, that's I mean, very it's true. like, I can just melt the bars. I can fly away. I can <laughs> teleport. Why do I care about, like, oh, you gave me a speeding ticket? You know, it's like the jail has no hold over those type of people. No. You know? So, yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe she's kind of like, oh... Yeah, I'll 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 bide my time, and then once she gets her, her box back and access her full power, she's like, suckers. Yeah, you <laughs> He's exactly. just at least the worst. <laughs> you pointed that out. She had that scene where she's wherever she's at, and you see the presidential seal right behind her. Right. And it's funny because the trailer starts out with, well, what if Superman grabbed the president? Yep. Is she going to be like, oh, I'll one-up you. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> definitely do it. So, yeah, I, I think that that's definitely
1: a theory of, of that what could be it's Enchantress is the bad guy. Um, there's a lot of the Joker in this trailer, and I think earlier report, or earlier this week reports shows, says that there's actually a lot more of Batman and the Joker in this movie than people are expecting. It's not gonna, it, it won't be just, uh, a flashback to the, the, either, I think what I thought originally was gonna be is gonna be, there's gonna be the origin of Harley, and then there's going to be the, uh, the culmination of her becoming, uh the harley that we know and then her getting captured by the by the batman and then being thrown into jail before suicide squad decides to come in or task force x decides to come in and, and uh,
0: make her part of the team that's totally what i was thinking too i was just thinking oh well you know the batman we'll see it'll just be the origin tale of harley mm-hmm. and that's all we get but yeah it definitely it sounds like there's a lot more uh, batman involvement Very much so. So it's going to be interesting to see. With the
1: the success of the the movie, I can't can't blame them. They did say they went, after, the week after Batman v Superman came out, they went and shot some extra footage. That's right. Uh, A lot of rumors were that it was to add some more humor to the movie. Uh, Jai Courtney went out and was interviewed by, I believe, uh, Entertainment Weekly that same week, and he said that that's just a rumor that we had these, we had this, uh, Scheduled to be to do these reshoots uh, before the movie came before Batman v Superman came out, and we needed to uh, do some reshoots for some fight scenes, basically, mm-hmm. not not for humor. So, what do you think there? Because I, mean, I think we've said this before. This movie is is supposed to be the DCEU's Guardians of the Galaxy. Where it's supposed to be a little fun.
0: It's supposed to be characters you don't really know about. It's supposed to be. Uh, Well, this is going to be the movie that's going to wow you because you don't know what to expect. Exactly. You know, like, I mean, the the funny thing is when you look at that group of characters, one of the famous characters is going to be Killer Croc. Why? Batman the Animated Series. Very much so. And that's crazy because it's like, really? Batman or, you know, Killer Croc? That guy (laughs) of all people? I mean, he's kind of low tier. Um, But, I mean, nobody knows what to expect from Enchantress. So, you know, the theory could hold up. Hey, she really is the big bad. Um, I mean, Joker, Harley, they're big names. Uh, Deadshot. He was in Arrow, right? Denshot's so, been
1: in Arrow, and I think he had an episode or two in Smallville, but I'm not sure. Okay. I, I, th- I might be making that up, but <laughs> he's been in the animated movies, too. That's true. Uh, as, of, as of lately.
0: Well, I think, and so, and this is for you, you listeners, um, what was it? Batman Arkham? Oh, uh, Attack on Arkham. Attack on Arkham. Watch There's that. On Arkham. And, yeah, and that's going to be your sneak peek to what this movie will be. So that's
1: funny that you bring that up, because in that movie... You have, what is the the name of the character? The Black Spider uh, is a villain that's part of the group. And at one point, uh, you find out that he is actually Batman parading in the group.
0: (laughs) No kidding. I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. I saw it a long time
1: ago, so So I forgot. I think that they might be pulling something like that in this new movie. And I have nothing to base it on. I have no... (laughs) Insider knowledge, I have, you know, I've read nothing about it, but I think Will Smith is actually going to be playing Jon Stewart, parading as Deadshot.
0: Okay, that'd
1: be... Now, whether or not Deadshot is going to be an actual character in this DCEU, or just a name that Jon Stewart made up while he got thrown into jail to be part of this Task Force X
0: or whatever... I think that's what's going to happen. I think we're going to get a Green Lantern out of this. Hey, that's fine with me. Because honestly, like, I was I was so depressed when they said, oh, we're not going to have a Green Lantern be part of the Justice League until part two. And I'm like, Green Lantern, no matter how you do that origin of the Justice League, he has always been there, always been there. And it's funny because something I was thinking about... Um, so right around the time the the Suicide Squad came out with the villains, the Task Force, Task Force X with Amanda Waller and all mm-hmm. that stuff, that was around the time when DC was doing its big crossover called Legends. So this was from November of 86 to May of 87. A lot of this stuff is starting to get put out in trade paperback. It's a worthwhile read. And it's funny because this is coming hot off the heels of, you know, the Man of Steel uh, relaunched by John Byrne. Batman Year One by Frank Miller. Um, And even then, you know, what's that damn story? Uh, The Dark Knight Returns was fresh in our minds and whatnot. So anyways, Legends shows Apocalypse trying to do a full-scale invasion on Earth. Okay, apocalypse. <laughs> we we saw some hints of that we in Batman vs that, Superman. Yeah. So, and I feel like that's going to be their Thanos, which they rightly should do it because you know everybody's going to be like, oh, uh, Darkseid's rip-off of Thanos, and that's insulting because it's like, no, it's actually the other way around. You know, very much. So, so I, I can definitely see them taking uh, part of that legend storyline and putting it in there, and it feels like you know we're we're getting some beats for sure um, that are that are are building towards what this DC cinematic universe is. And it's funny because the Green Lantern in that book that helped form the New Justice League that comes out of this was Guy Gardner, you know. So it's like, okay, you know. So who knows? Maybe is that Scott Eastwood? You know. There you go.
1: That's once again. That's the, we, something we tried to look at in this trailer was to see if there's any clues to what, who Scott Eastwood playing. Maybe we're we're putting too much on the fact that it's Scott Eastwood, and we're expecting him. To be uh, one of the heroes, be- just why? He's not like... I think he's had one starring role before this. Yeah, I know he was in Longest his dad's movie where he got his butt kicked you yeah. know, by his dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's no reason to actually think, but everybody is suspecting that Scott Eastwood is supposed to be someone. It's been rumored that he might be Nightwing. It's, it's like Dick Grayson. Right. There's, it's been rumored that he might be Deathstroke. I don't know why. Why? But uh, you know, but now why not? Why couldn't he possibly be yeah, he Guy, be Guy Gardner? Gardner? Well, Guy Gardner doesn't have any military background, though, right? No, no, yeah, not really. He, so what? I mean, he could. He could be Hal. I mean, I don't know why, but hey, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, I mean, like I... I for I him to show up and just be end up being a Green Lantern, that that'd be kind of weird. i, I I'd, I'd I would see it being Will Smith first because, uh, you know. I don't. I think it's um, funny that he took the role of villain. Yet now, it, bear in mind, it is Suicide Squad where the villains are the heroes. But I just—I've I mean, never seen Will Smith be a villain.
0: Yeah, well, it will be interesting because he usually is the good guy. Yeah, he's—he's he's an altruistic character. He's an altruistic person. So it's like, well, that fits with you know that's that's the first prince. We're <laughs> not going to get mad at him. Right. So, uh, him taking on the role of Deadshot, you're kind of like, but. Deadshot's a horrible human being. He really I is. mean, we understand his motivations. He's, you know, protecting his daughter, his daughter that's why right. he's doing it. But, you know, I mean, maybe Will Smith is kind of like, "All right, I guess this will be like my, you know, I want to take on a challenge as an actor and maybe. try to make you love this character." Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, "No, you're Will Smith. You're we're going <laughs> to, you know, like You know, so I'm just curious. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, uh, it very much so could be that, yeah, it's, it's Will Smith playing a character, playing a character, you know? This is (laughs) also his inception. (laughs) Plus,
1: I also thought, you know, it's, it's interesting that, uh, they would use Deadshot, seeing as how, uh, you know, more people know Deathstroke. And I think that's going to get really confusing for general audiences who don't know the difference between the two, because they're both really good with guns. They both wear a mask where you only see one eye. And and that kind of stuff. Whereas Deadshot just doesn't use a sword.
0: True. Well, that's what's that's what's funny about this. Like, it's you know, then it's like we've got Deathstroke, Deadshot, Deadpool. You know, these mercenary. Yeah, here These mercenary, right. exactly. here are these mercenary uh, antihero characters—they're really starting <laughs> to grow on us. You know, it's like our our population going to be loving it. So it'll. It, it is funny. It is funny to go with that character. You know. Um, but he does have a lot of history with, you know, especially like I said if you if you go back and look at that legends era suicide squad, let me uh let me pull up their lineup cuz this is when they got formed and this was the first time that they decided <coughs> excuse me that they decided to do um you know this black ops team that was totally all villain based. Um let's see here. So Amanda Waller is the one who basically, you know, activates it. And it's crazy because this is like the first time we ever get Amanda Waller, too. Yeah, very much so. You know? So she was... I always thought she was an older Justice League character, but not not so much. Um, and her being, uh,
1: you know, being the wall was very much a part of the, the reason why she was part of the Task Force X, you know. She stops it. She stops these villains from becoming... More villainies? You well, know I guess I mean? just running
0: around uncontrolled without, exactly. yeah. without exactly. our authority. On it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. So, we actually, okay, I, I guess, all right, so Suicide Squad, I'm looking at the cover. Suicide, Suicide Squad number one back from like 87, I think. So, we have Enchantress, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Captain Boomerang. We've got Deadshot. Um, there's a woman's head. I can't really tell. Actually, there's two women's heads. I can't tell who they are. <laughs> Uh, very government-looking guy with a handgun. I'm sure that's probably Rick Flagg. Probably bronze, ti- bronze tiger and katana, and so it's like okay. See, that's the one I, I really find odd is that
1: they went with bronze or they went with Killer Croc instead of bronze tiger. When, yeah, that was a bummer. I mean, w- the 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 TV version of of the Suicide Squad that we saw in Arrow uh, has the bronze tiger. It has Michael Jai White playing the character. And, you can't find a more perfect person to be the Bronze Tiger, I think. But, uh, oh, right. I, it's, I think it's funny that they, they decided not to use that particular character, even though, I mean, they didn't have to do Michael Jai White, but, you know, they, they could have had whoever, uh, play the part, but they went with Killer Croc instead, which essentially they're kind of the same character. They're, they're very, they're very strong, very powerful and they're, they're willing to kill.
0: Yeah, they could have definitely just swapped a little couple of tweaks, and that would have been the character that there goes. So check this out. Okay, I just learned something right now. So I'm looking at the recap. So Task Force X was a, was created by Amanda Waller, right? So she took Rick Flagg Jr., put him on the team, right? Mm-hmm. So the villains. We got Blockbuster, who's basically like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type, so he's the but he's this Mr. big, bulky guy, yeah. but he's dumb. He's, like, incredibly stupid. Uh, Bronze Tiger, Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, and Enchantress. Um, the squad's first mission is to eliminate Darkseid's rampaging fire elemental Brimstone. Uh, Blockbuster died during the conflict. Uh, Deadshot God, takes the creature down. How many times does
1: Blockbuster oh, die in the DC Universe? Too many. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, too freaking many. Uh, Deadshot takes the creature down with an experimental laser rifle. Um, Waller dismisses the group, though they soon reconvene to rescue Boomerang after Godfrey... <sighs> Glorious G. Godfrey captures him, who also, Godfrey, uh, spoilers for a comic that's almost 30 years old, uh, he turns out to be one of um, Darkseid's minions. So, interesting. So they actually, they were a team formed to take down something from Darkseid's realm, so uh, seeing that, um, maybe that's what that green stuff is. I don't know. It's, yeah, you could definitely. That's be. tough. That's tough to that's, see. where it's gonna speculate to. That's
1: funny. Godfrey is always the one that they kind of portray as like having the silver tongue. Like he can oh, convince wait. people to do things just by talking to him. And uh, I know in the Smallville, when they brought his character in Darkseid, the Darkside character in, he was basically like a Glenn Beck type character that had his own talk show. and oh, that's awesome. Whipped people
0: into hating
1: you know, people with superpowers kind of thing. Oh, that's awesome. And that's actually,
0: that's very faithful to his character. So, mm-hmm. wow. Okay, I'm excited. Now I'm going to have to go watch some Smallville, it sounds like. <laughs> I did not know uh, Darkside made it to Smallville. Did, did they, they was... ever show him?
1: Yes, he's the—he's—it's no the last season. He's the—he's the big baddie that he—they end up fighting and. Wow. Spoilers for you and the other people that, that have not watched the last season of Smallville. It is, what is a Smallville? It is speak quite of? old. But uh, the way they get. Because, you know, the big rule that was for that show for the longest time is that you don't see the tights
0: and you don't see him fly. Yeah, right? no powers type of thing. Well, the big. The well, I guess big they way, did have powers, but not all powers. Right, right, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, the big thing, the way he defeats Darkseid is by flying. Like, that's the last thing. He, he uses his power of flight to defeat Darkseid. I know what you're thinking. like, well, that's stupid. It's flight. How do you I, defeat Darkseid? You know, Basically, it, I mean, it was hope, you know. It, it's, it, it, it's kind of what it was. It was supposed to be that he finally had enough confidence in himself and his and his abilities to get his last power, which was flight, and then he uses it all together in tandem to defeat Darkseid. Huh? So as long as he had the inspiration and the, uh, the self-confidence... Darkseid couldn't get inside you. I like that. And, you know, corrupt you.
0: I did that because Darkseid, his big thing is he he tries to find the uh, anti life equation. Mm-hmm. And if you remember from Final Crisis, he finally has it and he just broadcasts it 24 7. And everybody's just a, a, a worthless work slave. Mm-hmm. So it's totally cool that that's, you know, Clark Kent's hope is what defeated. Dark side. Dark side no? Um Please listen to that while you're filming Justice League. Uh, Clark Kent's hope, <laughs> Superman's hope. He doesn't have to be a, a bad guy all the time. I don't know <laughs> if we want to
1: get started on all that again. <laughs> we don't have two hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, is there anything else in particular comic book-wise you want to talk about? You well, let's see, comic book-wise, um, uh, Darkseid War is still going on. If you're not reading it, jump on that, please. Um, Superman just came out with issue 51, and um, the spoiler's been all over the internet, so I don't think everybody's going to mind. Uh, the page opens up with like a big face shot of Superman, and he's like, I'm dying. Yep. Um, so that's crazy. So what's going to happen to the new 52 Superman? We know the uh, post-crisis Superman is still out there, a.k.a. pre-Flashpoint Superman. So they're going to meet. Uh, this is part of a big story called Super League. So part one just started. Definitely get out there, check that out. Uh, on the Marvel side of things... Um, assault on, well standoff is going fantastic story and you know Mitch I, I've been I, as soon as it's done I'll, I'll have to get it your way because again it's a lot of villain action so I know you're <laughs> going to love that um, the fact that we saw the absorbing man was selling ice cream that was just hilarious uh, <laughs> so definitely go out there read it um, Captain America gets young because of the storyline how that's going to be interesting and when you do find out it's going to be even more interesting to see what's the fallout uh, then also there is the Apocalypse Wars, which just started over in the X-Men books. So that's going to be neat because it's going to finally unite the three books, All New X-Men, Extraordinary X-Men, and Uncanny X-Men. So they're going to start crossing over. So that'll be interesting to see. And obviously right in time for our upcoming X-Men film. X-Men film so, and, and uh, yeah, so. Marvel
1: films. Uh, there you go. There, there's your latest on comic books. But today we are talking about one Electra Nachos. Greek, you know, descent, um assassin, warrior,
0: uh, part of the hand, part of the cast. Part of uh the group of crazy rich girls who have <laughs> nothing better than to do than to just train all day and get so, amazing at everything. <laughs> well, there you go.
1: They're part of her origin. Okay, so depending on whether or not you you've watched the Daredevil movie with uh with Ben Affleck or you've watched the Daredevil series, uh It's it's part of her origin that her father, at one point, very worried about her life, put uh, made her to learn learn how to do martial arts, self defense, all types of different different ones. The Daredevil season, the Daredevil TV show, she kind of they kind of it's more of stick is involved. He's the one who trained her. That's right. They did mention that he trains her, but then he also gets her adopted by uh, uh, a Greek family, and then
0: really, yeah, wow. But she still continues her training. So. But that's it, a real interesting change. It is a change. Because it was never necessary. It's like, oh, she's just Elektra. <laughs> she's just, her parents would do that. And, and in the comics, okay, so a little, a little, I'm going to interrupt real quick, a little history. Um, so the first appearance of Elektra was in Daredevil issue 168 back in January of 1981, uh, sole, solely created by Frank Miller because he is a writer and artist. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been all over the place. We've seen her in The Heroes for Hire, uh, we've seen her work for Hydra and Shield and as Mitch mentioned the, the the chase the case the chase cast cast the cast and the hand and then most recently we saw her on the Thunderbolts okay um, she was making out with Punisher, which was funny our oh maybe
1: is that no, I, that's oh, what, no that's oh. what I think is, is interesting that the you know these two characters ended up coming into season two when in most recent history during the Thunderbolts Punisher, Frank Castle, and, and Elektra Nachos have, have become a couple.
0: Yeah, because that was in direct response to Superman and Wonder Woman, so Marvel's like, crap, we got to have a power couple. Uh, <laughs> Punisher and Elektra, <laughs> Totally. We so, mean because New Fifty Two, how they put Superman and, and Wonder Woman in together, they they wow, that's. yep, that was totally in direct response. It was like literally because they showed the big panel, and it was like, oh, you know, here we go, Jim Lee's drawing Superman and Wonder Woman kissing up in the sky. So it was like Marvel was like, crap, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? So as fast as they get it out there in publication, boom, it was it was that. <laughs> um, and then of course, then the next retaliation was. Captain America and Thor. Yep, that's right, folks. You heard that, Captain America and Thor, but not the way you think. It was <laughs> Jane Sam Foster Wilson Thor. and Jane oh, Foster. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so, as long as much as we wanted to see our Chris's lip
1: lock, <laughs> <laughs> as we're going to get uh, into the origin, we had one of our listeners ask, uh, "What really is the origin?" Because I mean, though they're similar in the movie and in this uh, TV in this Daredevil season two, uh, they're not exactly the same. So. In the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck, she she basically becomes out, or she basically becomes the assassin that we know because her father is killed, and it, it looks like Daredevil the one that kills him. Right when we know is while watching the movie, we know it's Bullseye that actually threw the the billy club. So to her, Rochelle, she thought that Alexa's uh, story was more like Batman's. Where her parent died, and she wants revenge, so she goes out, get does the training, and and uh, uses well uses whatever training she's already had to get her revenge and take it out on on the criminal element. But that's not quite what is depicted in Daredevil season two. Uh, from I know you haven't gotten to this part yet, but <laughs> basically what happens if you remember from the se- first season of, uh, of Daredevil, the stick is very much so uh, a part of the cast, and and he is worried about. Uh, what is it? Black Sky, the, the children that uh, end up having uh, a power that could destroy the world. So right, yeah. So yeah. that comes into play again in the second season. Uh, she is trained to have to destroy those things, as, as well as that's what they were training Matt to do. But Matt wouldn't didn't want to kill a kid. And
0: yeah, she totally. <laughs> basically,
1: when after uh, Chick, Stick gives her. To this uh, Greek ambassador, or whatever he is, a no, not noble, but a uh, uh, politician. He, uh, she, he, he calls on her again while while Matt is in college to basically go manipulate Matt into being a different person than who he is. So in the in the flashback episodes of season two, you see her constantly being like, "Come on, Matt, you don't need to act like you're blind. We know you're not blind. You know, why don't you?" Break into this house with me, you know. You want to, you know. Oh, this is the guy that killed your dad. What do you want yeah, to do? You want to, you want to kill him, Matt. You know, she keeps trying to push him to being something that he's not, but he's very accepting of it. And that's one of the things that they show in the show is that he is when he's around Electra, she can get him to do things that he doesn't really want to do, or that he does want to do, but he he lets his uh, he lets his walls down, or he
0: goes goes further with his inhibitions. Well, that's, very, that's actually very true. That's, uh, that's very true to, to form. Um, so if you're looking to get some real good background on both Daredevil and Electra, start with Daredevil the Man Without Fear. Uh, it's a worthwhile trade paperback hardcover, whatever you want to get your format in. You can probably even buy the original single-issue's um for dirt cheap well maybe not with now the the netflix show right <laughs> but um but actually they, they they did a good job of that they did a good job of showing his origins um and with her because it was funny because so when we first discover electra and daredevil meet they are in college and of course matt's there and he's like the serious studying student foggy's kind of you know this goofy like hey i got invited to a frat party you want to come and you know, Daredevil's like, no, I've, I'm here to go to school. I'm here to go to college. <laughs> I need to learn my we got to get this law degree. Area, yeah, exactly. And, but then once once he meets Elektra, it's just like, I don't care. You know, like they're, they're driving a Ferrari on these icy roads and jumping off mountaintops and, you know, skiing and just like, hey, you know, like let's take off all our clothes and keep skiing. You know, like she just she brings something out in him. Um and so that was you know so that I was glad that they did keep that because it's true he is more willing to walk a finer he's walking he's walking closer to the line and even taking a step over sometimes when Electra's the there and it's you know obviously it's the big love because you know even though Matt Murdock didn't become Daredevil right away he still knew he had power that separated him from, from, everybody, else. from everybody else and yeah. obviously as a kid meeting Stick and Stick teaching him you know he knew that there was some kind of like war going on whether he wanted to believe it or not, but he knew there was something going on and he could have been a part of it. Um, so I, I thought that was really cool. Um, as for Electra herself, basically, we actually, there, there was some, the, the, the Daredevil movie did a good job of that because, so Electra's dad was basically, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? An ambassador. Mm-hmm. So he was an ambassador. And at one point, you know, he does get kidnapped. Uh, he, the the, the Electra's dad and herself, they get kidnapped. And so Matt tries to save them as Matt. The situation goes down and the father dies. And that's pretty much when Electra decides, I'm totally giving in to, like, my wild nature. Because her wild nature had always been there. Um, you know, it, it, she's always, like, because she was running around with Matt before her dad died. So she was always just like, you know, because I remember one, like, one scene. And she's wearing, like, this big fur coat you know, she's walking around 1980s New York downtown. So, of course, it's real dirty scummy. And she goes down alleyway and she's got, like, five guys following her. And she throws the coat down on the ground. She's wearing this very sexy suit, just barely covering her bits up. And it's like, okay, you know, these guys are like, oh, this is going to be some easy meat. This is going to be great. And she just kills them all on the spot, picks up the coat and walks back out on the street like nothing happened. So she's always been this, like, like this, you know, it's like having a, a tiger, you know that tiger's cool as your pet but eventually if it gets hungry it might do what its nature tells it to do and so matt kind of represented a hope that maybe she could but she was more or less trying to pull him um once her father was gone that kind of took away all her ties because you know if you think about it you know it's like you know pretend you decide to become you know super heroic or super villainous oh it's the mitch you know <laughs> it's it's not like she came up with a name. It's. Her first name is her name. You right. know? she's not hiding who she is. So
1: that's that's kind of how it plays out in uh, this season two of Daredevil. In the end, you find out that uh, she, when Stick originally found her as a orphan or as a kid or whatever it is that she was, uh, she was one of these black sky kids. She has this great evil inside of her that it, it, I guess Stick at the time pulled did the same thing that Matt did and said I couldn't kill her. So instead, he tried to train her. He trained her to use that that evilness that's inside her to be to fight for the cast instead of for the hand. And uh, in the end, she's just too uh, she's too much of it. So he sends a one of the one of his cast members after her, and they they get into this big fight scene in the middle of a private. Uh, Plane hanger. Wow! And he
0: she kills straight up kills the dude. Whoa! Yeah. Did they mention what the guy's name was? Because I remember they there was like rock
1: stone and it was some I want to say it was some something from like some some Spanish name I can't remember what it was. Uh, but yeah, no,
0: it was it wasn't anything I remembered. Because They had flame. Okay, so I'm pull, I, I cheated. I went to this Wikipedia thing in case you haven't heard of it. Uh so, Yeah. So stick is the you know the founder basically, and there's stone shaft. Claw, Star, Wing, and Flame. No, they didn't say any of those names. So, Interesting. I, I mean,
1: he could have been one of them, but uh, not that I re- I knew off the top of my head. Uh, but basically, at the, from that point on, she she is you know she goes back to Matt, and I think they they end up fighting <laughs> fighting the hand, and uh, and then at the end of it, she gets killed. So just like in her original in, in her, in, in her uh, Daredevil story. Uh, you know, fighting the hand, she gets killed.
0: Yeah, no, they well, well, was, well she was killed by Bullseye. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, because okay, so what happens? So is, that's like
1: how it is in the movie.
0: The, yeah, the, they they the kind of tied it more into the movie aspect there. Because so same thing. Like after her father dies, she kind of succumbs to the dark side of stuff. Stick comes along. He's like, "Hey, I'll, I'll save you." Because same thing. It's like, oh crap! I'd rather her be on my team than their team. But she's just too, you know, she's just too jaded. So she does go to the hand. She learns all the mysticism and stuff like that. And then eventually she kind of finds herself, um, uh, you know, up in New York, and she's like, okay, you know, so she wants to be a chief, the, 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 the assassin. So at the time, Kingpin is the Kingpin. right? So, you know, she, she takes that position from Bullseye. And so, of course, that's what pisses Bullseye off. He's like, what the hell, you know? <laughs> but in a, a funny twist of stuff, her first job by the Kingpin, he orders her to go kill foggy really yeah so they're at the movies and she totally drives a sigh through him like through the back of his chair into his arm and then he looks and he's like electra from college matt's girlfriend you know and she's like i can't do it i can't do it and you know so it's 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 pretty much then that's what leads to her confidence being shaken i forget if it was that same issue or a couple of issues later but then basically finally bullseye's like fuck this I am not going to be number two. I am the top dog. I am the de facto killer. So, you know, he basically is like, all right, I'm going to learn this uh, this little sigh and, you know, I'm going to fucking kill her. <laughs> and they actually did a good job with that because in the comic, I do remember that he had the the card, the spades, and he threw it right at her and he's like, because I'm magic. You know, so that one they did a straight up one for one there. Um, it's interesting that the See? hand kills her in the show then.
1: I, I, I find that, you know, I, I'll I'll defend that movie. To anybody, I always thought that that was actually a really
0: good movie. I enjoyed it. I I don't know why people got so upset with it and and stuff, but uh, well, because you know why. Here is my thing: when that movie came out, that was the first one that didn't break the previous movies' box office. Oh, okay. You know because it was like you know, X Men came out. It came out on Valentine's Day. Yeah. You are like okay. I know the argument is well, Deadpool did that. (laughs) Yes, because like we're entering again a new age of stuff. I mean, like. You know, look look at John Wayne. He was an action star, uh, so you could compare him to Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, you can't. <laughs> different types. It's of action totally thing. different. You know, you look at Christopher Reeve's Superman versus Henry Cavill Superman. You know, the physiques have changed. And by Obviously, that
1: time, you had you had you had a, a few X Men movies out to run you up to this comic book movie. By the time Dead, Deadpool comes out, you've had X Men
0: movie, Marvel movies. Oh uh, yeah, how many DC movies now? Yeah. You know? Well, comic books are it's its own genre of movies. You know it's funny because like you, you like you, you'll go to some stores. Remember back in the day when we were kids, and you had to go to like sci-fi, fantasy, and you'd find like a Justice League cartoon, those old crappy Super Friends VHS. <laughs> yeah. Now you go to places and they have you know like its own category, superheroes. You know, Spider Man, and you've got two different versions of Spider Man to choose from. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a whole new different world. I mean, if they had started with Daredevil, you know, now. Oh, it'd be it'd be totally different, but yeah, no, that movie was great. It I, did a I, good job. I, I mean, enjoyed it. and obviously yeah, it had
1: the characters down. Yeah, it had, it had uh, you know the the only the character that line.
0: did get robbed, in my opinion, and it was funny because they had a well, well, I don't know if she was a big name actress at the time, but um, Karen Page's character, yeah, you know, and that's, Helen Pompeo, who yeah, ends like that. up
1: going to be on Grey's Anatomy, and you know, obviously being a very big uh, very big TV star, but breaking yeah, my heart at the point at that point they didn't. They didn't have her, but then, but they weren't doing the Karen Page storylines. No, yet. it you wasn't know, this, the Karen Page. This love. is very much so the
0: the Frank Miller story. That was the Frank Miller story in that in that one. You know, it's funny because we've had talks about this, and it's like I mean, hands down, I the only work of Frank Miller I can appreciate his original run on Daredevil, Born Again, and uh, the Man Without Fear. That's chronological order. Um, his Batman work. I totally love his Batman Year One. I still to this day haven't finished reading The Dark Knight Returns, and I'm a comic book fan, comic book historian. I've read crap just because I'm like, okay, I need to know. I got to read it. Yeah. I got to know it. Um, but it's crazy how this guy, like, how the hell does everybody still like? We have to make an homage to Frank. We have to worship Frank. I mean, he's the guy. Who killed the spirit and <laughs> which is very close to your heart oh my god I, in flagstaff i was the spirit you know like this, is, and so it's insane like uh, he literally right over will eisner's dead body was like i'll direct the film because no one else will screw it like i will you know and and it's crazy i mean the guy's proven nowadays oh he's a whack job i mean dc was like hey frank miller's getting hot again let's let him write a book we'll have jim lee draw it Batman or the all-star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder. I'm the goddamn Batman and I'm going to fuck Black Canary behind that dumpster after fighting people. <laughs> that's the shit you want kids reading, you know? And and then look at what he did by himself with the spirit. Oh. F- what 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 advertising guy was like, well, "Hey, that's cool. Well, Let's have the uh, mother the, the, the city's my mother, the they city's just my had, mother. They
1: had very big success with with 300 becoming a movie. They had very big success with Watchmen becoming a movie, so these are both, and Sin City, those were, that was a successful movie too. True. You take into account that that. Robert Rodriguez and and
0: Zack Snyder did really great jobs (laughs) in making those movies, but. Well, the thing is, and it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, let's say, because, okay, like 300 and uh, Sin City, those are direct Frank Miller works. Mm -hmm. They work because that's Frank Miller at his finest. I'm sorry. I don't know why I threw Watchmen in there. But but I'm going to steal. I'm going to piggyback that off a moment. So we still Watchmen, which is Alan Moore at his finest. Okay. Let's take Alan Moore and let's do, you know, an Alan Moore Superman story. Could it work? Could we see elements of, you know, like there's four Superman stories. Um I believe his first one was a Superman swamp thing team up mm-hmm. team up so where Superman basically gets infected by like a kryptonite virus you know like the flu from Krypton so basically Clark Kent's like I'm gonna die and I'm gonna die violently so he drives into the swamp and luckily he runs in a swamp thing. Uh, beautiful story. You know, interesting. Then the next story we get is um, for the man who has everything. Mm-hmm. So it's Superman's birthday and Mongol's like, well, I'm going to give you the gift of fresh kick in the nuts, you know. <laughs> uh, but, again, turns out to be a great story, which it's funny because that's also a good Jason Todd story. Right. Uh, Robin had a lot of input on that. And then you've got uh, his big two-parter, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow. Now, all those stories could work on the screen. Why? Because he was true to character. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at what Will Eisner or what Frank Miller did to Will Eisner's the Spirit, he wasn't true to character. And they even changed that because if you go back and you look at some of the original stuff, they did call it Will Eisner's the Spirit. And then all of a sudden for a while there it was just The Spirit and then eventually became Frank Miller's the Spirit. And that's like that, that's kind of like even probably the problem I think Zack Snyder's having. You know, he's he's homaging like three or four different things at a time. But he's not doing his vision. No, and, it, you know? and then he's also throwing
1: in. Yeah, like you said, we're throwing in way too much. Uh, I I think it's also very interesting to see this the, that you say now that he's, he's kind of become a whack job because as of when the Daredevil season two was coming out, uh, Frank Miller. Decided, oh God! Yeah. Frank Miller decided to go out go out there and get an interview and say that's not my Electra. My Electra died when I killed her. Every Electra after that in the comic books is a, is not Electra. It's it's either someone else impersonating Electra or whatever because I killed created her and I killed her.
0: Which is funny because if you ever read that issue, he totally hints at her being alive. Of it's course, like, you fucking idiot! Did you even read the shit? You're like, I seriously think whoever that thing is walking around pretending it's Frank Miller, it's a <laughs> scroll. <laughs> Could definitely be. It I needs just think to that, be. But
1: even even if he he, he doesn't want to admit that 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 is a uh, is is hinting at her being alive the fact that you think that just because you created her she belongs to marvel yep. so marvel decides when 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 and when not she is dead or not dead yeah. or if someone else is impersonating her i mean to think that you're the end all say all for these characters uh, Someone else created Daredevil. Just because you you did a great job on it doesn't mean that
0: you decided yeah, that was like that you, was Daredevil. You, you know? gave it something. You gave it some ferocity. You took a challenge and you took a big risk. But yeah, I mean, the same thing with RoboCop. He stepped in on RoboCop for a bit. That's not his baby. No. You know. Yeah, you did some work, but I mean, that's like, yeah, hey, you don't see like John Byrne going nuts. Like, okay, here's the biggest I mean, sadness. Alan of Moore all. could sit there and be like, No,
1: I killed in the, I killed Superman in the man or whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow. So,
0: yeah, he doesn't have powers. And the fact oh, that he's I'm flying I is the wrong storyline. No, you were right. Okay. You're right. Because he basically he killed Superman. And that's when we got the Jordan Elliott. Right, character. Right, right. So it's like, no, he, he did. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's insane. The guy is clearly insane. Um, <laughs> please, whoever his doctor is, get him on meds. You know, because <laughs> take maybe, back to the home. Maybe maybe Frank Miller's trapped inside there. And he's just, you know, you know, but it's funny because I think I also heard elsewhere. He tried to say, like, he still hadn't got any royalties. For Electra. oh that's wow. why I almost feel like throwing that interview back in his face and saying well, wait a minute you said that's not <laughs> your Electra so haha
1: you know <laughs> and then we, we we haven't mentioned yet but then uh, as a spin-off from the the Ben Affleck movie they had an Electra movie which Jennifer for right. Gardner uh, that in that one they bring in stick the idea that uh, she was resurrected by the hand and uh, stick is the one that uh, is is basically helping her become uh, more centered you know getting rid of her and find her peace. Yeah, exactly like that. And we could sit here and argue whether or not that's a good movie or not. I've never seen it. I have seen it one time. I thought it was interesting. I thought they brought some interesting villains in because they had Typhoid Mary, they had No uh, kidding. Yeah, oh, maybe
0: I should they, see They had it, a,
1: They had a couple other villains in there, but it's not the best. And there's a deleted right. scene that the Ben Affleck That's Affleck only on the direct Yeah, only on the DVD that that's Ben Affleck comes back as a uh, as Daredevil, well, he comes back as uh, as as Matt to like during I think it's a, during
0: a scene where vision or something. Yeah, it's
1: like a, a dream sequence or something like that. Right.
0: Um, it's fine because he did put up a big stink after Daredevil. He's like, if you ever see me in tights again, that means I'm at the end of my career. Don't say anything when you're having a mad time. Don't say anything. <laughs> Always stay positive. It's because in the yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: he ends up throwing
0: on the tights to be Batman at the I would say probably at the height of his
1: career is you know you know being a, the director that he is now, a very critically acclaimed director and. Uh, you know i don't think anybody's given him any props for his acting
0: yet but he is well, his he's personal a good growth actor. his yeah, personal yeah. growth like i mean you know yeah i love him in the jane silent bob stuff i do you know even if he's playing the asshole i still enjoyed him well it's funny you say that he, he's, especially the asshole part cuz he's supposed to come back from all rats too oh that'd we be all, awesome We all remember him as Buttman in, yep. in all rats yeah back of a volkswagen Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, but, I mean, honestly, like, right around the time, I think it was the town. I think that's when we got, like, this new, like, Ben Affleck, and he's been fantastic. Yeah, he's writing, he's getting more involved, and he does, he's a good actor. I mean... You know, you look at movies like The Town, and, and I I love Gone Girl. I love the Gone, shit out of that yeah, movie.
1: That was a good, so, yeah, know? that was a good part of his his acting ability. Uh, as of right <laughs> as of right now, as of, uh, the time of us this recording, uh, it has been reported that he has turned in his first script for uh, the single the standalone Batman movie that he wrote with Jeff Johns. Oh, I hope that's so good. <laughs> so the idea that him directing a standalone Batman movie is still out there and and very very much could happen. Hey, that'd be great. Honestly, I mean,
0: you know, the guy's got love for comic books. You know, he yeah, and, does. And, and
1: Batman was the the character that he's loved since being yeah, a child. I mean, so. honestly, everybody everybody loves Batman. So everybody like, loves Batman. If you if you
0: take it's hard up to find someone that doesn't like <laughs> Batman, <laughs> seriously, unless they're a hardcore Wolverine fan, <laughs> <laughs> which they're one and the same. Um, but the thing is, it, it's it, it's exciting. Like I, I think Batman's in good hands. You know, I mean, yes, when you watch the movie, the character is a little different than what we're normally used to. But give it a shot. You know. Um, but anyways, this is an electro episode. Uh, the actress, what's her name, Melody? Oh, Il- Illinois? Il- yeah, Il- Elodie, El- L- something like that. Uh, it was funny, or,
1: oh, I'm sorry, Elodie Young. Elodie Young. She, uh, yes. which, she's, you know, she had the the, the Greek uh, kind of background. look and background. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I thought it was funny that I did see this in the Wikipedia page, that Frank Miller says he initially based the character's appearance off of Lisa Lyon, a female bodybuilder.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. So uh, I did see that. Yeah. So it's interesting because Elodie, her physique is not of a bodybuilder. Right. It's <laughs> not of a bodybuilder. But neither, honestly, I never saw that with Electra, even in those comics. You know, well, she was supposed to in have those
1: comics. He, his,
0: his art. Is is very bulky for characters. Oh no, it is. But even then, like I didn't see. I to me though, like if you look at it in comparison to the other women, mm-hmm. they all looked about the same, you know. Um, but Elodie, actually, she was born in Paris, France, thirty five okay, so years European. old. European, <laughs> yeah, no. But uh, but the thing is, honestly, she did a great job. Uh, she had such a sexy look to her. You know, it's like. You know, Matt Murdock, even though he's Daredevil, you know, his his, his nickname is Hornhead. And, <laughs> you know, sometimes well, it should be Horn Dog. I think she's it,
1: definitely <laughs> supposed to be the femme fatale, like, impersonified. You oh, know? she
0: did it perfectly. Um, she did it perfectly. Uh, so the actress, yeah, fantastic. You know, definitely fantastic. Um I know uh, a friend of ours, she was asking about, you know, what what should I read for Daredevil and whatnot, or for Elektra, more importantly. Um, If you want to take a good Daredevil ride, I would recommend, and this is the trade trade paperback order you've got to do. So first you would start off with Daredevil, the man without fear, and that's a good showcasing origin for Daredevil and Elektra. Uh, And then obviously it it reveals who the big mastermind is that kind of gets Matt out there. Uh, you see the black suit, which was cool. That Netflix picked that up and went with it. Then the next trade I would go to—it's a—it's a three-part series. It's the um, Daredevil Visionaries, Frank Miller, and so it's a volume one, two, and three. They're gonna be—they're gonna be a little bit harder to read through, but I think their grim and grittiness of the '80s is—it—it it adds to it. It adds to the effect. Kind of adds to the effect that the show was going for, because you know Hell's Kitchen nowadays. It's overrun by Starbucks. It's not a scary <laughs> place, you know. There's more Starbucks employees than there are gang members, so you're living in safe neighborhoods. But those, those are some great reads. And then I would follow it up with The, the Last Salvo, which was uh, Born Again, which I am looking forward to when they decide to run that story. Uh, major impacts for Karen Page and Matt Murdock and the Kingpin himself. And then all, all five of those trades are written by Frank Miller. The last piece of the puzzle, it's called, oh gosh, the the comic book storyline is called Last Rights, but I think the trade paperback is called The Fall of the Kingpin. Now, the comic books are going to be way cheaper than the trade, so obviously go to your quarter bin and buy them. But that one, it's such an uncredited storyline because of the time nobody was really writing it, nobody popular was writing it. But there's a lot of the, like, the fallout from Born Again finally gets resolved. So, obviously, there's going to be some jumps between these comics, you know, from Born Ag- or, uh, Man Without Fear to Frank Miller Volume 1. You know, there's like a good 20 years, and even then, one story was written in the past, which takes place before that. But it's just, it's a great run. It's going to take you right into the worlds of Frank Foggy uh well Frank Castle had a little bit in there there was there were some Punisher moments but Foggy, Elektra, Karen, Matt and the Kingpin you're going to see a lot of their lives carved out and I think it'll it'll enhance your net wa- netflix watching experience so definitely go out there check those out uh go to your libraries they might be out for they might have them actually in stock for you to check them out if you get digital comics I know they're out there somewhere um, or if you're friends with a comic book fan, see if they'll entrust you with their copies. <laughs> and it is worth the time. I don't think you... I could see you probably burning through those books pretty quickly. They were very interesting, very fun.
1: So a few things that, I mean, the, the, that's, a great, that's a great list of uh, books that very much get you in the start for Elektra. I mean, uh, get you in the start and almost get you to the end. Yeah, uh, pretty darn there's close. Al- there's only uh, you know, a few things that she showed up in... Uh, in I would say the six one six proper. After that, uh, she was part of Secret Invasion. I believe that she at that point, a uh, scroll was impersonating her. Yes,
0: her image was very big for that one because she was the first scroll to be. Uh, well, she, she was the first one to die, and then revert to
1: a scroll. And revert to a scroll. She was the first one, yeah, to reveal that the scrolls had taken over people's bodies or taken over people's personas. I should say. Well, the fact that we were under invasion. Yeah, right. that was that was a big moment. So That was a big moment for her character. Um, then and then after that i don't I don't know if she was was she she must have been on those jump ships like where Mockingbird was being killed, or something like that you know that
0: that was such a tough one, and it's funny because at the time Daredevil was kind of off in his own world, mm hmm And just like how the X-Men always are, you know. But Daredevil was being written by Brian Michael Bendis. And Mm -hmm. Secret Invasion was the brainchild of Brian Michael Bendis. And, you know, you go back to your comic book lore. Ronan was supposed to be Daredevil. Right. But for some reason he couldn't wear the Daredevil. That's weird in itself. (laughs) But it's funny because in the Daredevil books, we got Matt going through some crazy shit. And Electric comes and helps him. And she's like, I love you. You can run away with me. And you're like... And now, when you read that knowing secret invasion, you're like was that a scroll, like what the hell man you know so it's like who knows if if this and that count or not <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a major you know because at the time you know. it's hard enough to trust people because it's like, well, we broke our trust as friends because of the fallout from the civil war. Now all of a sudden, Oh shit, we're under attack and we've been successfully infiltrated. So yeah, Electra's image was definitely shown massively used by the scrolls. So that was a huge, huge moment.
1: So, uh, I just wanted to like, I, I just think it's interesting as a character, uh, that, Though she's introduced as a love interest for Matt, when she's first introduced or when she was created, she's a love interest. For Matt. She's not just a love interest. She's not so like not to knock
0: Oh, yeah, she's not the typical like tied up to the train tracks. She's right,
1: a- and like like I'm saying, she's not. I'm not not to knock like Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy or or even, even Lois Lane to some that. Even aspects. Lois Lane, yeah. She 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 was a an assassin, so she so not only is she supposed to be the love interest, she's supposed to be a foe for for Daredevil. Yep. So, I mean, which we have before, you know, that's that's Catwoman. Catwoman is not only a love interest for, for 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 Bruce, but also a foe for Batman. Well, you
0: know where that all comes from.
1: Oh, well, I'm ready for
0: you to teach me. <laughs> well, it's Will Eisner. Oh, there Honestly. you go. Honestly, yeah. um The Spirit. So, if you ever get a chance, go and read The Spirit. Please, actually, right now Dynamite Comics is putting out a Spirit monthly book. Please support it. He has it many is- femme fatales in there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. In that book, you know, it, so many of the characters are, they end up being. Uh, well, that that was the thing about Will Eisner, his female characters. Even, like, uh, Helen, or Ellen, Ellen Ellen Dolan. Like, yes, she was the one who would always get tied up and whatnot, but she'd still find a way out. She was still, like, not your typical. I mean, obviously, in the early age of comics, you know, they weren't always beautiful to everybody. You know, some characters played to stereotype and whatnot. But uh, Will Eisner's women, they were strong. His femme fatales were just these amazing hardcore badasses, you know. It was like wow. And Pagel P apostrophe G E L L. She basically is where Elektra comes from. Um, I imagine Frank Miller when he was a kid, he probably bought the Sunday paper, would read the Sunday section of the Spirit, and you know, he a lot of his ideas come from that. And actually, if you do read you know Frank Miller's Daredevil work, you can see that he straight up one for one took a lot of elements from there. Uh, I know he's talked to the master himself, you know, and then um, he's he's recognized that. Um, <laughs> but that's why, and that's why Elektra became the character she did, because of Will Eisner's Pajel. And that's fantastic. You know, if anything, it's like, hey, you know, what a great thing that you, you know, homaged a character, and that character has been seen successfully several times.
1: And, you know, obviously stealing the name from uh, the Greek myth of, or Greek, not myth, but Greek... Uh you know, ancient history, you want to put it, Greek mythology of Electra was the daughter of King Agamemnon. And, you know, she and her brother, uh, orchestrated the death of their stepfather and mother because they orchestrated the death of Agamemnon. So that's where you get kind of the idea. I mean, they, she did a very much a, a very much, the, the myth has Electra being tied to her father so much that she commits murder to avenge him. And thus, in the comic books, yeah, it shows
0: that that was the last moment for her. Yeah, once her father's death, that was life changing. Uh, I, I did. I just learned this right now. She was also a big part of Wolverine: Enemy of the State. Did you read that story? I arc? did read that story. Arc. I I
1: really like that story arc because that's uh, the idea that Wolverine constantly dies. Every right. time he is mortally wounded, he actually does die. It was, I think, was very much planted. It, during enemy of the state, so that they could get to where they've gotten to now with Wolverine to the point where, uh, what is it? Whoever it was, the that says the next time you die, you die, or whatever it is like that. No, right, so right. And then, then now he's stuck in enemy melted animantium right, or something like, something that. like that. Yeah. So he he's supposed Wolverine <coughs> is supposedly dead, but uh, yes, enemy of the state shows. Uh, he goes he went on this mission to go and fight the hand either for electra or against electra or whatever and uh he ends up dying now anybody who knows the hand when you die it, you know fighting the hand that's the
0: worst thing you could do <laughs> exactly because
1: they they then use their mystics to take over your body and now they have control of you you become part of their 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 legion and and you do whatever they say so so wolverine dies they take over his body, and now they have the ultimate killing machine. And he, as Enemy of the State, he oh. is inside, I believe he's inside a, a S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier, and he just lays waste to everybody. Whew. Killing killing some X-Men, too, I believe. No kidding. I think so. Wow. Okay, I better read that story arc myself. Very good story. Line. Yeah, I mean, it's like Wolverine Unleashed. Yeah. Exactly. That's a and scary then, thought. And, and then it's it's Electra, I believe, this is the one that eventually gets him to kick out of it because, you know, obviously she has gone through it herself. Right. So she knows how to shake off the hand. Mm-hmm. So that is Electra. Electra in and a character 101. If uh, we didn't get to uh, the parts that you wanted to know about her, go ahead and let us know. Uh, but I, I think that's what we mostly know about her and uh, what we able yeah. really to, to research about her. Uh not as much stuff out there for someone uh, like outside of the comic book like we have with uh, previous character one-on-ones that we've done but uh, there is there is quite a bit if you want to do the research or if
0: you want to do the reading there's a lot out there for you to read about. well definitely that, that list of trades I would read that I, I plan on I'm going to pull those trades myself and set them down and reread them uh, just because it's going to be an adventure but here's something to think about you know something that you were just saying right now there's not a lot it's funny though for her not having that detailed of a catalog but she's done. Like, she's, she's the first solo title female superhero movie. I I mean, you have Supergirl, obviously, from DC. Right? You know, Helen Slater's Supergirl. But Other than that. Other than that. that yeah, yeah. Electra had her own movie. You're yeah. right. I didn't even
1: think about that. So in terms of girl power, man, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, there you go. Oh, Catwoman. Did, did Halle Berry's Catwoman come out first?
0: Oh, actually, I think Electra beats it. I think. I could be wrong. It should.
1: 2005 <laughs> is when Electra came out, so I think we'd have to look They're that pretty up. Pretty neck and sure. neck. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go, folks. Tell us what you thought. Tell. We'd love to hear your feedback. On Twitter, I am at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Chris is stuff. I should say should being spelled s h u d. can so find me there on the Twitters. If you just want to talk to Geek Elite Radio in general, it's at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter. Uh, Elite Radio is our Facebook page as well. That's where we do most of our talking. Most of the people that want to want to hear more about uh, these characters or have suggestions for characters, we'd love to hear your suggestions. We try and stick to uh, characters that we see coming up in either movies or TV shows or being introduced in them. So that's what we've done so far. One the characters basically that you don't hear a lot about. We're not going to be doing Spider, Superman's. We're not going to be doing Batman's. We're not going to be Spider Man's because. How many times can you talk about the death yeah. of Uncle Ben? <laughs>
0: yeah. It's gonna be coming again. <laughs> so, I feel like they should have a meme where it's a uh, you know, that's it's um where he's always like brace for winter, you know. <laughs> it's like you know, Spider Man's coming, brace for Uncle Ben. <laughs> you know?
1: So, uh, there you go. There's a character you wanna know more about and just don't feel the you know you can go look you could very easily go and look it up on Wikipedia with, without our help but we give it a little bit more spin and we have we have some of the especially with the the comic book historian here
0: we have <laughs> so we have some of the, the little bit of
1: uh, person
0: personal touches that we can put onto it well we're gonna give it the love I mean these characters you know it's, it's funny you know because for me 1990 was just like two days ago um, <laughs> but now I've realized oh my god 1990 that was quite a while ago so we're We're having characters that are hitting the 50. I mean, Deadpool is 25 years old. Deadpool can vote. (laughs) Deadpool can drink. If you thought he was scary before with those two powers, oh, my gosh. But, I mean, you know, these characters have been around. So, obviously, people care about them. I know Mitch and myself, we definitely care about them. So, as, you know, as, as as comic book men in your local area code, zip code, it is our service and our duty to do right by you. So please come onto the website. Let us know who do you want to know about, and we'll gladly we'll gladly find out more for you. And, or share and not to know. knock
1: another uh, podcast that has that has that goes by the name of Comic Book Men, but I think we do <laughs> we do the comic book characters a little bit better justice than what I see on their TV show. I'm just saying.
0: i um, I think that gauntlet was well thrown. <laughs> uh, if they Look, if, to us,
1: uh, <laughs> if, if Walt Flanagan and Brian Johnson want to come talk to me. And actually, I don't think they do that one. I think it's uh, Mike Zapka, Matt Zapkick, whatever. Mike Chen and and, uh, and the other guy.
0: <laughs> well, if those guys finally want to learn about comic books, they're more than welcome to talk to <laughs> no, us. No, you know,
1: uh, uh, Ming Chen and Mike Zapkick, Zapkick whatever it is. Mike knows his stuff like I from what i've've he knows his stuff about God really he, he won't he won't hold the candle to you but he knows his <laughs> stuff so there you go uh, if you want to check out older podcasts and uh, we, we have them all archived over at our website Uh but this has been characters 101 or imagine if presents characters 101 <laughs> on the geek elite radio network so remember until next time always geek, geek out. out.
0: We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.